I can't help it because as soon as one of you starts laughing, I start laughing. <laughs> and sometimes I just can't stop because <laughs> it's just too funny. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Hello and welcome, everybody out there. This is episode forty-nine. One off uh, the half century, the half time. <laughs> no, so I was just explaining for people who are bad at the maths. That's all. They might know words. Bad at the maths. Anyway, um, yeah, it's the Drop so, Bear Gaming Podcast. Yeah, fuck that. They know. Everyone. I, know. I, thought, I thought you were about to say trade and save when you introduced <laughs> the show. <laughs> Welcome to Drop Bear Gaming, trade and save. Brought to you by... Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. Nah. Oh, do you want me to start that's again? A, no, that's good. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Trudging on. like And tr- fuck it. Yeah. You know, actually, so uh, you should probably intro us, and then I'll tell my story. That's right. She's Susie. I'm Lucas. Sweet. Done. Um, so <laughs> I start getting all formal now. Yeah, Fuck. exactly. So um, I got a message from a dude the other day, and it was like, oh, man, I listen to your podcast. It's um, authentically Australian, even <laughs> with, like, the, <laughs> with, the, with, the live, with the live drinking while recording as well. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're all about, like to keep it. Legit. That's right. We're and on legit. occasions, Matt will drop the C-bomb. And on extra occasions, sometimes not even edit it out. Has that ever happened? Yeah. Uh, most. What? When? Yeah. <laughs> um, long time ago now. This is the casual episode. Yeah. We're just talking shit now. But it did happen because I remember it went up and I was listening to him like, oh, fuck. It says the shit. <laughs> and I text Matt and I'm like, dude, need you left this in. And he's like, oh, fuck it. (laughs) 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 We never got pulled off on it, so there you go. Thanks. We marked it explicit, so. It's funnier when it's bleeped, I think. It is, yeah. It's probably more offensive when it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Surely not. Oh, dear. Rodney Reed makes good jokes about that stuff. Um. So anyway, yes, yes, we're doing a podcast, and it's number forty-nine, and that's Matt and the other person, Susie. How are you guys going? Um, I've been better. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> splattering in the background. Yeah, it happens though. Yeah, well, you go and spend a weekend with Susie. You never know what you're going to catch. Oh. <laughs> that did not come out the way. Yeah, it did. Fuck, I don't care. <laughs> That's fucking that's, terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I agree. Podcast. I was so nice to you, Susie, about living and stuff. Um, that... <laughs> the one before the last one, because the last one was the PAX episode. Yeah, the last one I was on. That's all anyone noticed. No, that's the only thing I noticed anyway. <laughs> Although Matt and Susie did an episode during the PAX weekend, um, and it got posted a little little time after that, um, there was some interviews recorded while there, yes. um, and now they've been edited. All the C bombs removed. There was uh, no C bombs. No. 
so basically, um, they were going to be spliced into the packs, into uh, the packs episode, but uh, it took me ages to edit it because I was sick, and that's a bad excuse. But I don't care. Sick of editing. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we're going to splice them in in this episode, and hopefully you don't get bored of them because there's fifteen. <laughs> um, Should well, do one now. Well, twelve of them are all. Um, twelve of them are short. So we'll put a long one first. Should we put? No, we'll put a couple of short ones first. So what I did was I went up to random indies and I said, look, give me a 30-second elevator pitch for this game and why my listeners, the listeners of our podcast, should buy your game. So um, some of them are like that. I've also got an interview with Tin Man Games that went for a bit longer because we love Tin Man Games. And, um, and yeah, yeah. I interviewed... Uh, Jamie from Nintendo Australia and also a company called VR Insanity who are doing it like sort of like the Manabar except with virtual reality stuff with like Oculus Rift headsets and stuff like that. So that's a, an interesting concept. So that's a long Did you guys get your hands on one of them? Yeah, I played with one. We mentioned it on the last podcast and you would know if you'd have heard it, if you'd have listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But um, yeah, nah, they, um, it was pretty fun. It was decent. But anyway, so we'll tuck in these uh, randomly throughout the episode, but we will start with, uh, I think we'll start with Towncraft by Flat Earth Games, which is a, an iPad game, and um, I'll let them explain it to you, and also Crabatron, how about that? So we'll, we'll kick it off with those two. I'm here with John from Two Lives Left, and he's got his game uh, Crabatron, and he's going to give us a 30-second elevator pitch of why we should get this game and what it's about. So, hit it. Yep. All right. So, Crabatron is a game where you play as a giant space crab. I mean, that's basically all you need to know. But I'll keep going. You can snap spaceships in half. You can smash them. You can grab a lightsaber and then just start poking around, destroying things. You can like throw ships into each other. Use trucks as nunchucks. You can do almost anything you can think of as a crab. You can eat bullets and burp them out as bigger bullets that fly and attack things by themselves. You can upgrade your crab, you can get coins, you just dominate the universe, and all with your own hands, which will soon become claws. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a pretty good elevator pitch. Um, so when's this game? It's, it's available now? Or? Yeah, it's on the App Store right now. And um, just for packs, we're doing a special um, sale for a dollar. It's normally three dollars, so that's like 66% off. Bargain. Just for packs, people. And it is a pretty fun game. I checked it out yesterday. So, all right, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. I'm here with Lee Harris from Flat Earth Games, and he's got his new iOS game, Towncraft, and he's going to give us a 30-second elevator pitch for it. So I hope you're ready. Take it away. All right, elevator going up. So, Towncraft is a sort of cross between a crafting game and a city building game. It starts out as you'd expect with you chopping down your very first tree after fashioning your first hatchet. But by the end of the game, you've got an economy to manage, you've got taverns to run, shops to keep, and you've got all your minions running around and nobles coming and visiting your town. You play it on iPad, it'll be coming to iPhone soon, and it's a three-quarter perspective game with a kind of surreal medieval world. It is absolutely not a survival game. 
nor is it any of those games where you've got a lot of challenges and stress. It's very much a chill out game. You kind of play this one to relax and there's hundreds of items to create and hundreds of different recipes to craft them with. And uh, there's another elevator pitch done. <laughs> Thanks. So there you go, you heard it live here, well recorded here. Well, technically it was recorded in Melbourne. <sighs> God, so technical. All right. Anyway, um, we've had some uh, some more or another game now being uh, bloody refused classification. Woo, banned. Mm. Um, the same one that was refused last time. Yes, yes. I wonder if they'll make any changes. Probably not. They'll just go. No, they can't now. It's too late. Once it's been refused classification twice, it's so gone. It's only available overseas. Yeah, you can import it. Yeah. So that's an option. Um, and that game we're talking about, obviously, is uh, is Saints Row the Fourth. I would imagine, not just four, because it's not sticking with their uh, their last title. But anyway, um, those fuckers. Yeah, changing shit up all the time. Um, so anyway. Same shit goes, unfortunately. Uh, this time it was um, because of uh, drug use. Well, I think that was the last reason, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, the anal probe gun and drugs last time, and they took out the anal probe gun and, and left, left the, drug the drugs. Then. And it's uh, the problem is, this is the direct quote from the review board. Um, oh, no, maybe it's not a direct quote, but whatever. It says... Sancho 4 could not be accommodated within the R18 plus classification as drug use related to incentives and rewards is not permitted. So I don't know if that means like you use drugs to get points for it or it's whatever. You drug someone else to get laid. Yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole point of having an R18 rating was so that adults could finally play fucking games and children were somewhat protected from the rating. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. And there's yeah, the a number of other games out there that allow, you know, performance-enhancing drugs and whatnot to be able to succeed in a game. Mm. I mean... Well, a lot of them do, don't they? You know, to, yeah. get, to get through certain areas, you've got to use your, you know, enhancement boosts or whatever you want to call them to make yourself super strong for a short amount of time. I'd certainly like a med kit right now to make me a hundred percent. But Man, I've been playing <laughs> no. Max Payne three lately, and he drinks alcohol and pops painkillers the whole way through the fucking game. And what's the rating on it? Uh, well, it was before we had our rating, so it was MA. Exactly. And it has like him. I mean, you don't literally. It's not playable, interactive when you pop painkillers and wash them down with alcohol. But you are like when you need health, you just. That's find a bottle know. of random pills and he has a different little comment each time like I'm, I was in this part in a jungle sort of area and he finds this pot, bottle of pills and he's like oh malaria medicine would have been handier or something like that but this will do <laughs> and then he just uh, takes the whole bottle in one go <laughs> he should really read no the sense. labels I don't, I don't understand why the rules apply for some not the other like I know with Fallout Three, they had to replace the names, but that was all they did. You still did the same thing. Yeah, like. Oh, yeah, exactly. Fuck, makes- who is on this panel? I'm going to start sending them pictures of my cat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it will match their expression. 
Um, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's another one down the tube for us, guys, unfortunately. Um, the whole, you know, press bloody coverage of the whole R18 lead up and, you know, all the bullshit that went along with it. Um, in 90% of it, it was still being suggested that, you know, there will still be room for games being banned, but what would constitute a banned game was the big question. And, you know, it still seems that they haven't made any real difference. It just means that now they can slap an 18 instead of a, a MA on every other game that's brought out. So, it, you know, obviously it's another category, so it gives different options for different people. But as I was saying to Matt last time, uh, last couple of weeks ago we spoke about this, um, you know, as an adult we're supposed to be given the opportunity to make our own decisions. And we can in the majority of other ways that we live. And, you know, why all of a sudden are we given the opportunity to you know, try different things in a completely different dimension and completely different way without it actually affecting our lives. And that's the choice that I make. And now I'm not allowed to do that anyway. So kind of seems a bit strange that it's even there, that there was even any difference. It makes me wonder if all the titles that are R18 plus now would have been refused classification before, because what do we got? We got uh, The Last of Us. No, that would have got through. Obviously, Mortal Kombat's through now but it was banned before, but that's an R8, R rating. So I don't know. Maybe I can Google a list. I think there hasn't been that many. Connect it only happens every now and again, but it seems to be um, a bigger title every so often when it happens. It's, it's something that mm. gets enough attention. It never seems to be some... Um, I don't know, some crazy game. Michael Jackson dancing. From Japan or something. Oh, God, that should have been That should have been banned. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Grope yourself in that game. It's ridiculous. Um, And there was that bonus level with the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel was R-rated, and I don't know why. And I'm not saying that in defense. I'm saying, like, someone might hear it and try and sue you for defamation to make a buck. But <laughs> and this and this sort of ties in nicely with, with one of our next topics. But in some respects, it's almost killing two birds with one stone. Refuse classification, cheaper to buy overseas. Boom. Yeah. I'm just going to buy it from overseas if I want to play it. Yeah, well, you don't have any option now for Saints mm. Row. Um, so, I mean, I've got a list here of R18 Plus games. Metro Last Light, God of War Ascension, um, and Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel are three games that are R18 Plus that I reckon probably would have got through with an MA. Dead Island, Riptide. Definitely they would have because, I mean, there's you know, there's nothing in those games that weren't in other a games. thousand other games before yeah. it, and we'll even at, some of their own titles before it. What about Dead Island Riptide? I mean, is there really anything more fucking grotty than the stuff in Dead Island 1? Because in the first Dead Island, there's a fucking swimming pool full of blood. Oh, yeah. The guy in the middle of it, like, screaming over the body of his friend or some shit. Uh, it's his family, uh, from memory. It was his yeah. family or friends. Like, or yeah. fucking insane. But, yeah. the, oh, but the there's, thing, no, I mean, there's no drug use in it. Sorry, no. that's why. You can't 
slam a dildo up someone's butt. <laughs> Kill wow. a zombie with a dildo. Can you imagine how grubby that would be? Oh, I mean, if their flesh is already falling off really easily as it is. <laughs> oh, oh my god! God damn it! <laughs> wow! I want to see that on uh, on next season's The Walking Dead. Bloody oath! That'd be it's fantastic. It's gonna happen. They did the uh, the curb stomp in the last one. Yeah, that was um, that was actually probably the best thing out of the whole friggin' season. Yeah. <laughs> so, except for the uh, badly lip read version, that was pretty funny too. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, as as Susie's just mentioned there, she's given us a bit of a segue, um, which is uh, the whole. Australian IT pricing inquiry um, brought out their uh, massive book of uh, recommendations. Well, how about before we talk about that, we throw in another interview because there's a lot of these that we've got to get through. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, so yeah, the interviews. We'll put um here we'll have Tin Man Games, which was a slightly longer one because it was with Ben Britton, who is an amazing dude, and um, the Tin Man Games guys do the um, game book adventure iOS, Android, and uh, now PC and Mac games. And if you want to hear like, more about that stuff that they've they've done and and you know their their progression, I suppose they were Ben was on the first episode. Um, was he on the first episode? Yeah, the very first episode, and then oh. both of them, I believe, uh, we spoke to again sometime later. Hmm. And um, if you want a code for their, uh, I think it's for PC and Mac, for their first game book game. We got a whole pile of them, so they are free to anyone who wants. It's a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. Anyway, so here's the interview with Ben Britton, and I'll follow it up with an interview with um, Jamie, who is a PR head of PR for Nintendo Australia. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm here with Ben Britton. From Tin Man Games, and uh, he's our old friend. We've spoken with you before and, and had a lot to do with you. Uh, what do you think of PAX so far? Uh, PAX has been amazing for us so far. I mean, uh, we've, we've done PAX in the States before, and they've been really great, and uh, I've just been super impressed with how the PAX Australia has turned out. It's, it's absolutely on par with the uh, PAX in the States. Yeah, definitely. You guys have been pretty busy over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in the Indie Pavilion, the AMZ Indie Pavilion, which has been amazing. And uh, yeah, we were. I mean, it was a trepidation at first because we have just a sort of a smaller booth than you would have normally. But uh, it's just been fantastic. Uh, the 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 Indie Pavilion was sort of um, subsidized a bit by the, the sort of PAX guys and a bit by I think the Victorian government. Maybe I'm not sure the whole story there. Uh, and they just did an amazing job. So the booths look great, and they been lit up really well. And the foot traffic in there has been amazing. Tons of people coming to be interested or interested in, in our stuff, and, and we're surrounded by a ton of amazing games. So I, I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, definitely. It's been pretty flat out over there, but um, yeah, it's something different to have all the indies there. I'm enjoying it, so it's good. Um, so obviously, the game books. That's your. That's that's how you guys roll. That, that, that's what we do. Whoa! Hey! hey. League of Legends! Woo! <laughs> Uh, so, how many books have you got done so far? Uh, I mean, you've, yeah. had, you've had a fair few at this stage. Uh, the last one we released was Force of Doom, and that was book number 15. Yeah. Um, we've got our 16th book. It's going to be out in about two weeks. That's our uh, the second in the romance series called Hex Boyfriends. 
So it's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's funny. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, and uh, we've got just a, a whole heap more coming out. So yeah. uh, right now, uh, announced that's coming out, we have a, a book called Gun Dogs that should be out in the next month or so. That's like a Victorian steampunk. Gun Dogs. Gun Dogs, That's yeah. about Call of Duty, isn't it? With that. <laughs> if, if Call of Duty were set in the Victorian era and it was steampunk, yeah. totally, yeah. And, Dogs um, with machine guns. Yeah. And we've got the uh, sequel to uh, our very first book, Assassin's Land. It's a sequel called Curse of the Assassin. Yep. It's coming out as well in a similar time period. Um, we're working on a point with Fear, which is the next Fighting Fantasy to license title we're working on. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's just three of the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I know there's a bunch more that I'm I'm forgetting right now because Pax is so loud and my brain is, is melted. <laughs> it's been busy. Yeah. You're a busy guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys are keeping busy, and you've got all the game books. It's excellent. We've, I mean, we've reviewed a couple in our time, and we appreciate that. Yeah, and um, they've always been enjoyable. A lot of replay value. So, you guys out there should definitely get them if you want to code. You guys are on PC and Mac now. Uh, well, so yeah, so like the the free codes that I gave a whole bunch of to you know to give away. Um, yeah, those there. We have about seven books on Mac and PC. The uh, eight books, sorry. We have the the whole Orlandia series, uh, game books one through seven, as well as the first romance book, Vampire Boyfriends, are all on Mac and PC on Desura, um, and then they're also in the Mac App Store, uh, so you can get them either either place. Yep. Um, obviously, the, the vast majority of our books are mobile, uh, iOS and Android. So all the other fifteen books, well, all fifteen books are on both iOS and Android. You can find us on the App Store. You can find us on Google Play. You can yep. find us on Amazon. So yeah, tinmangames.com.au or gamebookadventures.com. Yeah, at Twitter, at tinmangames. Yeah, at tinmangames at Twitter. It's and good. your Twitter, you want to chuck that out? Yeah, my Twitter's uh, just Ben Britton, B-E-N-B-R-I-T-T-E-N. So yeah, sweet ass. Follow well. me, I'm awesome. <laughs> you are pretty awesome. It's true. All right, well, thanks for your time. You bet, thank you. And good luck with the rest of the uh, packs. Yeah, thanks, you too. I'm here with Jamie from Nintendo Australia. Um, how you doing? Great, great, really excited, a little bit tired, we're into the third day now, we're here on Sunday, but uh, everybody's been having a great time and, and so have we. So. Yeah, it's been pretty busy, yesterday in particular, I mean, the whole weekend I've been, you know, strolling past your booth, which is in a pretty good location, by the way, and um, there's always been a fair amount of people here, but in particular yesterday. Yeah, well look, we're smack bang in the middle of PAX, the first ever PAX here in Australia, uh, we've got a big screen, we're doing everything from Mario Kart, uh, to we've done a bit of Monster Hunter up there on Friday, and, and yesterday really was... Uh, it was all Pokemon. We had the first ever Pokemon Australian National Championships for the Pokemon video game. Uh, and it's just been, with X and Y coming up, Pokemon X and Y coming up on October 12, it's just been, uh, it's been amazing, the reception that we've had. We've had almost 200 competitors yesterday battling it out to be the best in Australia, uh, with the top two actually going to Vancouver and Canada in a couple of weeks to take on the world. So it's the first time we've ever been recognised on an international stage. And, uh, you know, we couldn't be more excited to see... Uh, see a couple of Australians go over to take on the world in Canada. Definitely. You've also got the, the Wii U on display over here. It's, I've, I haven't had a chance to have a look yet, but I heard you've got Pikmin 3. Is that playable? Yeah, just... definitely. So we've got uh, Pikmin 3 coming up in a couple of days. Uh, we've got Super Mario 3D World coming up later this year, um, as well as The Legend of Zelda, uh, The Wind Waker HD, which is coming up very soon as well. And everybody's super excited about those. So we've got a lot to play on Wii U. Nintendo 3DS, we've got The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds which is uh, that new 3D Zelda game. And, um, so there's plenty of people stoked Well, that. yeah, 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 we've got plenty of consoles there for people to play, lots of Zelda fans around, and also Sonic Lost World as well. And, and you know, in addition to um, all the, the upcoming games that we've got, we've got a whole lot of fan favorites that people can play, the Mario Karts and Animal Crossing, and, yeah. and just people coming along and 
having a great time street passing, play, uh, you know, visiting Animal Crossing towns, playing Mario Kart together. It's just it's a really great chance to come together and actually, you know, make some friends for 3DS and uh, yeah. and, and continue having fun. Yeah, and also over in the big top, you mentioned earlier you haven't had a chance to get over there, the, the handheld lounge and stuff like I that. I actually haven't. I'm going to pop over there, I think, maybe lunchtime today and have a quick look. But, uh, yeah, no, we've got so much going on in our booth, I haven't had a chance to have a look. But I hear there's a cool retro section, uh, handheld, free play. Uh, it's really great that there's so many games here for people to play. Yeah, so. it's pretty awesome. So, And there's plenty of people over there to street pass as well. So, <laughs> I tell you what, if you can if you can keep up with your street pass at an expo like this, you're doing very, very well. Especially with the new downloadable content that's just come out. Um, you know, you can get a, a lot of gameplay out of only a couple of street passes. So, uh, yeah, people are certainly having a lot of fun with it. Excellent. All right, well, thanks for your time, and uh, good luck with the last day, and, uh, and yeah. No worries. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right, cheers. All right, so there you go. That was in your ear holes. Now it's me again. Um, <laughs> so the Australian IT Pricing Inquiry... Uh, handed down its uh, its markups, uh, excessive and recommendations, information to the nerds, um, and basically, yes, we are all getting ripped off. Um, we all knew that. Anybody that's bought anything remotely associated to uh, hardware, software, anything else in between. Um, can see that uh, you know we pay more with a very very quick Google search than nearly everywhere else in the world. Yeah, by um, a fucking like a hundred percent markup type yeah. shit. Yeah, Microsoft came out many years ago. I think it was with uh, XP, um, and they said that uh, their actual everything at that point was a disk release basically, but uh, that their disk releases will always be aimed at. Um, you know, growth and economics in every region. Um, so <laughs> here in Australia, we were buying Windows XP for like 500 bucks, I think it was. It was ridiculous. Um, and that was, that was the standalone copy, obviously. Um, but in many countries in Asia, it was like 15 and 20 bucks for legit copies because they knew that they'd sell an absolute shit ton of copies. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> they, they had to fight against the piracy. So they needed to price it at a point where you know, it was just as good a reason to buy the legit one than it is to buy a, uh, a market copy. Mm. Such bullshit. Yeah, so, I mean, at least they came out and they were clean about it. But, you know, with this, um, it, it is a, a massive, massive uh, article to read the entire thing. But um, yeah, pretty much what was handed down, um, it, one of the recommendations, uh, the Australian government amend the Copyright Act Section um, 10.1 um, anti-circumvention provisions uh, to basically clarify the consumer's rights. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to bore everyone with the big words that they use. You already but, started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> region so locking. What the, what the problem is, yeah, is the uh, the region locking, the the uh, geo-blocking, whatever you want to call it. But um, I don't even know what still does that. I mean, uh, Nintendo have come out saying the 3DS and Wii U have got region locks, but the PS3, the Vita... The PS1, PS4 and the Xbox One are all region-free. 360's region-locked, but that's like 
it's too late to fucking change that now. Yeah, iOS is still region locked. iOS, oh yeah, it is obviously because yeah. they've got the different stores. Yeah, and the issue that you find with that as well is, I mean, for myself, you know, I, I follow a few of the kind of, you know, specials of the day kind of uh, websites. Um, you know, 99% of those are all from either UK or America. Um, so we either, on on occasion, we don't have access to the game. Um, one that springs to mind is, um, what was that uh, parkour game with the chick with the red hair? Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, Mirror's Edge is not an Australian game. You can't get it here. You have to have an overseas account to be able to actually download it in Australia, um, which sucks because, you know, obviously most people don't have a separate uh, US account. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's still obviously quite alive and well. Um, pricing is very different and, you know, that's always only... Yeah. It's only a little bit on iOS games because every game is only a little bit anyway. But if you, you know, expand that to full price games, then you're you're looking at uh, at least a twenty five to fifty percent markup on most things. Yeah. Well, I mean, if like I'm looking at some of the um, some of the stuff on the PlayStation blog right now, like sales that they've got on at the moment. Which, by the way, there's some fucking awesome sales on. Um, we can talk about that later. But um, the prices. <laughs> Uh, like there's, they show um, the British pound, the euro, and the Australian dollar, and it kind of works out on the exchange rate. I think it works out pretty much parity for um, digital downloads on Sony. Well, if they're going to print them next to each other, they probably should. Yeah, but I mean, you can easily go to it and be like, hmm, it yeah. says ten pounds. Why is it eighteen dollars? You know. Yeah. But uh, let me see. The British pound. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Um, $16.84. They're fucking gouging us $2, those fuckers. Yeah, those fuckers. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Two bucks, get off. Get over it. Dollar fifty even. Damn. Fuckers. Well, that's that's it. about right. Boycott. Yeah. Boycott. Fucking. That's how we get done here for dollar fifty. Boycott Sony. Um, so yeah, the the whole thing is basically saying that you know the the whole ge- geographic region um, that we're in is you know we're getting screwed because we're surrounded or girt by sea. So yeah, that uh, that's obviously going to cost a lot more when they have to run cables to us or wirelessly send us data. Going to charge us more. So good on them. But uh, hopefully somebody in the government decides that uh, maybe it'd be a good idea to try and get some kind of a parity across pricing. But at the same time, is it going to make any difference? Because one of the other big uh, issues, and I remember this being raised at the time um, that they started talking about doing this or you know putting the whole commission together, um, you know, there was some of the big companies were coming out saying. Yeah, you know, the because our market is so small here that uh, you know we're not going to sell as many. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come down to if we have to sell it for the same price, um, is it even going to be worth it bringing shit out in Australia? Yeah, so. and this this inquiry found that that's a load of bullshit. <laughs> 
It literally says that. That's what I've heard about it. It's like says, you know, the excuse that it, it costs more to make money or whatever because there's a smaller market is a bullshit excuse and it doesn't cost more to um <laughs> it doesn't cost more to um to sell shit here because of that, you know, that's a yeah, bullshit that's reason. Right. I'm just going to yeah. keep saying bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> so there you go. It was uh, it was said right there by Matt. The whole thing is summed up very easily. With, yeah, it's uh, a bunch bullshit. of fucking bullshit. We get charged too much. Oh, surprise, surprise. They needed a fucking government inquiry to figure that out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just fucking give me a ring, guys. I'll tell you. <laughs> so I'll ring you up and you'll be like, yes, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, do you think things are overpriced? Well, let me fucking think, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, in America, a game cost fifty-five dollars plus tax, sixty dollars. Oh ho ho ho! And uh, in Australia, it cost one hundred and fucking ten. Do the maths, jackass. We were fucking. The Australian dollar was worth more than the US dollar last year, so I could have fucking imported two games for the price of one fucking Australian game. So why don't you all go suck a dick? Yeah, but you won't trade and save. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it had to be thrown in. That is true. But yeah. I could buy a game. How much do you reckon you get? Oh, can you trade? I'm pretty sure you can trade games from other regions. Yeah. PS3 yeah. games you can. So cop this, right? Brand new game comes out. It's 110 bucks at EB Games, and I buy it for 60 bucks overseas and then take it in to trade it in. Do you reckon they'd give me 60 bucks? No. Yeah, probably not. No, no way. They'd no. probably give you a 40 and be like, high five, where's your EB World card? Get an extra 10%. You just traded and saved. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so I suppose since we're talking about um, EB Games, <laughs> the EB Games Expo is a thing that's going to happen. I mean, we just got off the back of PAX, which was fun. And, um, you know, that was all about the fans and the, the gamers and stuff. It was you know, not just computer games, it's board games and tabletop shit. Not that it's shit, guys. I'm sorry. It's good quality yeah, stuff. Just off a whole bunch of sweaty. It's fun. Fish. It's fun. And Magic: The Gathering and all those card games and stuff. EB Games Expo is about all about video games. And um, while you could argue that it's more aimed at getting people to buy games. <laughs> Um, and then trade is, save. They are growing the um, the homegrown section this year, and they also. I mean, okay, I should. I mean, I've got to defend them a little bit because it is awesome, and it's not all. I mean, they have the signs saying pre-order now, but <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. But yeah. hey, man, they got to make their money somehow. And we've got to get carrots for some fucking reason. Yeah, EB World. So. Um, level three, if you buy a <laughs> fucking Game Informer subscription, probably. I think that's how it works. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, well, so trade and saves. here's the best thing about EBX. Well, I mean, yes, the expanded homegrown thing is good and all the other games and stuff is good, but the PS4 and the Xbox One are both going to be playable at the, um, at the EBX. So that's good. There's no, I don't think there's any announcement of what games will be playable. Probably the ones... The main ones like Infamous Second Son, Knack, Killzone, and Drive Club, I'd say, on the PS4. And then Xbox One will be what? Like Titanfall. Yeah. Um, that Rise. Is it called Rise? Son of Rome? Or sure. Whatever. Um, those games. So that's cool. People yeah. who are going there can get excited about that. 
That's right. And there'll be one console of each. So fucking line up. No, I'd say there'll be more. When is it anyway? Uh, I think it's the second week of... October. October. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, the page would load if the internet wasn't crap here. Just yeah. kidding. October 4th to 6th. So the first weekend of October. And Wow, I have is that a- the same weekend as the grand final? Oh, don't let that be the way it is again. That would fuck them up. It might be, because the last round of this AFL, I'm sure this is gripping for our listeners, the last round of the AFL is on the weekend of September 1st. Yeah, so it would be. One, two, three, four. Oh, maybe not. It might, it might not. And if it is, I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> wow. Oh, only if the cats are in. Yeah, Otherwise, who cares? Hey. Otherwise, um, So back to video games. Expo. Back to video games. No okay. streaking for me. <laughs> uh, UB Games Expo is, um, yeah, October 4th to 6th. And I have a feeling, I don't know, I've got this little niggling feeling in the back of my head that Sony might try and release the PS4 at the end of October. Wow. Good call. Because Xbox One is going to be November, probably in line with the Call of Duty release. And I think Sony are going to try – they're going to want to get the, the the jump on them. So I think – you know, I've heard rumors that are probably baseless, but I think like end of October. So cool. that's interesting. Yeah, well, it would be interesting if they brought that out and then, you know, EB's been making a massive deal about it being playable there. Be like, of course it's playable. Yeah, it's playable at my fucking home. Nah, like, because obviously, first weekend of October, it's like when, um, what games, uh, you know, those games at, like, um, EB Expo that are, like, coming out a week later, and yeah. people are lining up to play them because they're so keen, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think people are going to go bananas for the Xbox One, Xbox One and PS4, regardless of the fact that they're going to be out four weeks after. But I think with new hardware, it's a bit of a different story to the games. Like, you want to fucking try it before you buy it. So it'll be a good opportunity for people. Yeah. I mean, it it depends as well, because with this kind of a thing, and like, you know, Microsoft did with uh, with the... Or, sorry, Xbox did with the Kinect, um, there'll be roadshows just for that you know they'll have shit set up in every mall every bloody you know EB Games will have a little section for them and all that kind of crap I can just see it happening yeah definitely because the more they can get it in people's hands the better yeah that's right especially like this is going to be a good opportunity as well because it'll be a good chance to um, try out both and compare and so you go look I've only got 500 bucks I can only afford one system which is it going to be and then mm. you go and you play the PS4 games and you play the Xbox One games, you feel the controller in your hand, make a decision that way. Yeah. It'd be interesting, actually, because, I mean, Sony's uh, just, you know, they're, they're starting to, I guess, reduce the prices on some of their 4K uh, screens. So it'd be interesting, you know, in a couple of months because they can hook up all the, the PS4s to, uh, you know, these 4K screens and mm. then just basically own the rights to it if they want because Microsoft don't make 4K screens. So, yeah, but they could partner with someone. But I don't think yeah. the Xbox One, they're going down a different route. But then again, 
if 4K screens become a big thing, Microsoft are probably going to want to get their hands in it because yeah. they're then all in one entertainment box. Mm. So yeah, true. And I, I also heard a rumor that maybe there might be a Vita price cut at Gamescom, which is coming up not in yeah, not too long. Too far. Yeah. So, um, like, obviously, I posted on Facebook the other day on the Drop Bear Gaming page, JB Hi-Fi had fucking Vitas for 199 bucks, mm. which is pretty damn cheap. Yeah, it is. I was I was deciding between that or the 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. And the decision you made, drum roll, please. I got the 3DS. There you go. That's oh, well. actually my first Nintendo that I have bought brand new for myself. Nice. <clears throat> all of all of my other Nintendos have been secondhand, and they all still work. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a GameCube. Hey. Do you have a GameCube? No, I never had a GameCube. I've got the original. Oh, I've got um, a Game & Watch Donkey Kong. I've got <laughs> an old brick Game Boy that's got Kirby's pinball, um, like the old brick, yeah, the grey one. And I've got a working SNES and, um, yeah, all my games still work. So it's pretty awesome. Excellent day. And I, I, I kind of... I'm I'm actually really glad that I did get the 3DS because all of those Game and Watch games and DS games and um, even um, original Nintendo and Super Nintendo, oh not probably not Super Nintendo, but the Game Boy games as well. Some of them you can actually download, and they're cheap as anything. They're about you know anywhere from three to twelve dollars or something. So I, I was playing the first. Um, first Super Mario Brothers, um, like the original NES version of it, and it mm-hmm. actually makes the startup sound when you select the game based on which device it is. Um, and fuck, old games are so fucking hard. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I just kept on, you know, like I, I never understood the continual retry option because they're both the fucking same. <laughs> you both basically end up at the start um, from what I gather. I can't seem to get past the um, the first one, but um, <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so out of practice with it, but it's it's really cool to go back and play all those older games and the I think the real carrot to getting the 3DS was that a free game was offered as well if I got it before the 31st of July. So um, I just got my code today for Animal Crossing New Leaf, so I I needed something to play on it. Hell, yeah. That game's, like, pretty popular. Yeah. Get, like, getting pretty good critical and um, whatever response from well, people. Well, after seeing the massive, like, the beanbag area at PAX, and everyone's there with their 3DSs and street passing and stuff. Like, now I really feel like I can belong somewhere. <laughs> yeah. so, so I'll take Well, you it. could have sat there playing a, I don't know, what kind of phone do you have? Um, HTC One XL. Oh, you could have been playing Android games, I guess. Yeah, I know, but that, I don't know. I got think of all the street passes I could have gotten. I haven't even I know, gotten right? one. That totally made me want to get a 3DS as well. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. 
But well, the thing look. I like about it is just the the 3D photos that you can take. They actually look really good. Yeah? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. It's a uh, funky little piece of equipment. It, it actually is. Like, I'm really impressed with, like, thinking about how the DS was and how much of a big improvement the 3DS is just as far as the things it can do and yeah. how well it's It's a bit heavier, right? though. You, you can tell the difference if you hold them both together that, you know, yeah, they packed a lot more into the 3DS. But, I mean, that's minor. the way it goes. Did you get the XL or the standard? I got the stand. It was it was only the standard that was offered, and oh, it was yeah. the lavender pink one. So I was even more happy. Get it? Wait, is <laughs> it lavender purple? Yeah, how do you have lavender pink? Oh, the lavender or pink were the options. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry, it was the lavender DS. pink shield. I was going to go I typical fucking Nintendo. They're making up colours now. <laughs> I am. I am a little bit <laughs> blind, actually. <laughs> anyway, so it might as well be. Is that kind of like blue green? Kind no. of. It's a double rainbow. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to have some more interviews here. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a good spot. So these are some more of those um, elevator pitches. We've got um, Voxel Agents with their game Toy Mania. Um, Zombitsu, which was your interview, Susie. Yeah. Uh, it's not a not quite an elevator pitch done the same as my ones, but it's a short interview, which is good. I was losing my voice. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I was on the verge of falling over and losing my voice completely, so... Well, cop that, everyone, in your ear holes. Also, um, <laughs> Freedom Fall um, actually looks like a really fucking awesome game, and Dungeon Dashes, this interview was actually only 30 seconds because the guy was like, that's including my introing him because it was like, uh, I don't really need 30 seconds to explain it. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sure, he was like, <laughs> where are you guys from? Fuck this, I'm out of here. Nah, so that game looks fucking awesome. Where? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's four more interviews that are nice and short for you. Enjoy. I'm here with Matt Clark from the Voxel Agents. He's going to give us this elevator pitch for the new game Toy Mania, which is on uh, Facebook at the moment and coming out on iOS and Android later this year. So 30 seconds, tell me about the game, take it away. Okay, so Toy Mania is kind of our reimagination of a Rubik's Cube mashed up with Bejeweled Blitz. So the idea is you're, you're moving rows and columns around in a 2D space um, to put cubes of different colours together. When you make a really big uh, group, they form into a toy animal and you clear them to collect points. Uh, bigger toys are worth more points uh, and when they get really big you start to get power-ups like whistles which brings all the groups together and bombs which clear the map and other stuff like that. So. You can play it on Facebook right now, coming out on iPad, Android, smartphone at the end of the year. Excellent, pretty good. And by the way, this game is fantastic. I've been playing it all weekend, so check it out. Go now, yep. Yeah. Um, so our game is Zombitsu. It's modeled on the Unexplorer genre, but what we wanted to do was basically add more. So we want more exploration, more things to do, and we want some combat. Yeah. Uh, and so we had a combat, we've got a ninja and zombies, which is a really, really unique idea. Yeah. Very traditional. Okay. Um, the idea is that you're a hero, you're trying to save your land from the evil Lord Nakatomi and just take out zombies as you go. It's mission based. So we wanted the players to play missions but then upskill as they go along. So there's you know, a really low barrier of entry. Yep. And then there's, there's enough content there for players that you know, want a little bit of deep gameplay on mobile. Yep. Uh, we're building it for Android and iOS. And here we're just playing a build for video, which is 
Android based. It's very easy for us to port it across, but we also want to release on New Year and um, yeah, it works well with controllers. Okay, and when's it due for release? We're slating it for August. Yep. Uh, that will be an Android release. Yep. And iOS will probably be a month after that. All right, awesome. So, Thank you very much. No I'm here with Lisa Rife, the creative director from Stirfire Studio with their game Freedom Fall, which looks amazing. And Lisa is going to give us a 30-second elevator pitch for the game. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, take it away. Okay, Freedom Fall is a 2D down-scrolling platformer. You start at the top of a massive prison tower and you have to kind of work your way down past all sorts of nasty traps and obstacles on the way. Uh, the tower is the domain of a nasty little princess and she's mute, so she writes all of her messages on the wall for you to find and she gives you taunts and sort of leads you on down through this tower. And the story is that you have to find out why you're there, what, what crime you did, and uh, figure out why the princess is there as well as you learn more about the world and the characters. And so uh, the choices you make will also affect the ending. So uh, by all means, go through and play and uh, have a great time. Um, we're available on iOS, Asura, PC and Mac, as well as uh, Ouya and Android phones. So Please Excellent. Check us out. Excellent. Um, so it's available now. It is available now, and also please support us on green lights on Steam if you can as well. Okay. Excellent. All right. Thanks for your time. Thank you. I'm here with Andrew, the developer for Dungeon Dashes, and he's going to give us his 30-second pitch for this game. So take it away. So Dungeon Dashes is a fast-paced turn-based dungeon crawler. You control four characters, a wizard, a knight, an elf, and an assassin, and you take them through dungeons, caves, forests, killing monsters, and grabbing loot. Um, it's currently on Steam Greenlight, and we're about number 50 in the top 100, so we're trying to get it on there. And, yeah. Excellent. So, um, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Uh, interviews. Yeah, interviews, packs. Fuck, yes. there's what? How many to go, guys? So just stick with us here. There's another seven. Seven. <laughs> We're more than not halfway far. through. Yeah, that's right. Kind of not really, because the next one's a longie. It's a longie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that wow. came from. Um, so I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. That's Why don't his you give us? Line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you give me give us feedback? on how what you think of this episode anyway so carry on so uh another thing that's happened just today as we are recording um and is still available for the next at least 13 days and five hours at this point um is an email i got this morning from the humble bundle guys uh you know basically just pimping out their their newest um humble bundle package um, which is, I know that's kind of a double meaning, isn't it? Bundle and package. Well, Can you have a humble bundle package? I got a humble package. I'd like one. Yeah. Oi. I got a fucking bundle <laughs> package. It's not humble at all. It will fuck you up. Uh, we might edit that out. It's <laughs> <laughs> to sound like Top Gear. It's all right. We'll just edit that bit out. <laughs> no, but we actually will. <laughs> so anyway just the beep it would <laughs> <laughs> be so much funnier Lucas now let's, has this yeah. thing that just beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> now we can continue talking as if that never happened is the humble bundle uh, they uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> wow, for anybody else, if he doesn't cut this bit out, that's going to sound fucking weird. <laughs> All of that, I just spoke for 10 minutes, and now he's going to cut it out. No. Anyway, um, so the humble bundle cut. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> That's right. Susie just giggles in the background for most of the time. I'm, you and I are just talking shit. Mm. Um, so anyway, the other thing that's happening is uh, the. Oh, humble I just bundle. bought. I just actually bought the humble bundle. Oh, just now. Good yeah, job. Yeah. Nice. I wonder if your name's on the website. Uh, should it be top, top contributor? Oh, I just got um, 25. Oh, there you go. Goodbye. That was my point. So there's so, there's a couple of different things that you can get, right? The normal bundle, which is just the, the basic package, I suppose, uh, Saints Row 2, Saints Row the 3rd, uh, Risen, Risen 2, and Sacred 2. Um, so, yeah, they're, I think the standard at the moment... Um, which is only a couple of bucks just to get those. Five Pretty bucks, sure. isn't it? And then you can unlock um, for $4.92 or more. Um, you can also get Dead Island, Game of the Year, and Saints Row the Third full package, it's called. There you go. So the Humble Bundles package is for sale. They're full package, um, which is all the DLC for that game which expands it a hell of a lot from what I've heard. Um, so anyway, that's less than five bucks. So that's six games, less than five bucks, all fairly decent kind of games, I suppose, um, in their own right. Um, Certainly the cheapest way to get them. Yeah, for so sure. Sacred 2 is a pretty, um, pretty underrated RPG, by the way. I did play it on the Xbox, the 360. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't play it for very long, though. Uh, I didn't like the uh, the character building process at the very start. Just so you just t- gave up immediately. Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> you were fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've heard of short I can't remember what we were talking about. You just cut out completely, by the way, there. Good, because I said something really dumb. Awesome. <laughs> Don't worry, this is going to be the easiest episode to edit ever anyway. So anyway, for $25, uh, you get those six games, uh, and they're also throwing in Dead Island Riptide. So that's a, that's fucking, a fucking bargain. That is yeah. a bargain. As it is a, uh, you know, from what I've heard, I haven't obviously played uh, Riptide, but it's not just an expansion, is it? It's basically a fully-fledged uh, you know, level and lots of different stuff you do. It's a whole game. It's a game. Yeah. That's Dead Sequel. Island 2, basically. Well, it won't be because I'll bring out Dead Island the second. Do um, you think so? <laughs> because I don't think you're correct. <laughs> Fuck, why didn't my microphone cut out then? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Humble Bundle. You guys should purchase that if you like games. And if you don't like games, what the fuck are you listening to this for? I mean, Why have you lasted listen- this long? Yeah, cheers for listening and all, but fuck. Get your shit together. Still trying to figure out what the fuck we're talking about. We are so professional. <laughs> all these people we interviewed are just like, man, I'm so glad we got interviewed by those Jobbear Gaming guys. They are the coolest. 
I just laughed so much that the Coke came out of the can and up my nostril. (laughs) You shouldn't be snorting Coke while we're recording. (laughs) Certainly not from a can. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Okay, we're getting fucking derailed as like fuck here. So let's just skip on. All right, Um, let's play some interviews. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Long in between, like if Matt cuts out as much as he said he was going to cut out, there's like three minutes of talking and then more interviews. Well, the next interview is like five minutes long, so maybe we shouldn't cut straight to it. Um, how about we mention this because it's a nice short one? Uh, Bioshock Infinite DLC was announced today, and the first one is out today as well. And it's called what's it called again? You're making fun of the name before Lucas. Oh, I forget something chaos, chaos in the clouds. That's right, yeah. So basically, apparently, that's I'll know what it is tomorrow when I get it because I bought the season pass. In the clouds? Hmm? Flash in the clouds? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's um apparently it's some kind of <laughs> little fighting thing where you fight in the clouds of Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it has. I think it has new weapons and stuff. I'm just totally like know all the stuff there is. Yeah, tonight. we're right up on it. But um, yeah, so that's something you can uh, you can get as of tomorrow, I believe, on the PSN and today on Xbox, I think. <laughs> and, no, sorry, <laughs> this is not the news. There's a. There's... <laughs> Do you want to know what's going on, guys? <laughs> no, they also announced what the the other bits of DLC are going to be with the season pass, and it's a two part thing. <laughs> where you play as Booker DeWitt and Elizabeth, who are the main characters in the game, but you're in and Rapture. How do you know everything about it already now? I watched the trailer for this one, and you, um, it's in Rapture, which is what Bioshock 1 and 2 were in, except it has the characters of Bioshock Infinite, which is going to be something interesting, a different story. But, uh, yeah, that's worth looking into. It's called Buried at Sea. There you go. So I have the deets for that. Yeah. The deadly next one. <laughs> yep. So that's Bioshock Infinite DLC. Next interview, VR Insanity. Those crazy guys making the bar where you can play VR games. They've got like, they're going to have, I think we talk about it in detail in the interview. It's a five-minute interview. Um, they're going to have like omnidirectional treadmills so that you can like turn and run and stuff. And it <laughs> picks it up. It just sounds game. like a drunken nightmare. Oh, it's yeah. going to be. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's actually going to work out for them because public liability for people getting drunk on an omnidirectional treadmill just sounds <laughs> dangerous as fuck. It sounds fucking hilarious. It sounds amazing. <laughs> but anyway, and uh, yeah, so check this interview out. Uh, I'm here with Matt from VR Insanity. We've got the new Oculus Rift systems here, playing a few games. Uh, Why don't you tell me a little bit about VR Insanity to begin with? So VR Insanity, what we're trying to do is basically make the what could be and most probably will be the world's first six versus six first-person shooter virtual reality gaming arcade slash center. I say center because it's not just going to be an arcade. We're going to have a bar there real hangout place, all the consoles where you can just sit around, kick back, play. Mm. Um, and yeah, and we're basically doing this all via uh, Possible, which if you don't know what that is, it's like the Australian Kickstarter. And um, yeah, basically pre-order sessions start today. 
they want to pack. So yeah. Okay. Um, so with possible, how long is your um, how long is your I guess the the time period for it to run? Uh, we're, we'll be doing full sixty days. Okay. Um, because yeah, our center our center's due to open. All going well. Uh, October, November. So right. um, you know we can afford the full sixty days. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of time. Um, whereabouts are you? Are you actually going to base the center? Well, we've been looking at places in uh, um, what, like Fitzroy, Brunswick. You know, all the like the really cool hotspots of inner Melbourne. Yeah. Um, it's potentially the city. The city would be really cool, but um, you know, it just depends. Like, it's more any of these really cool places. Once we find the perfect establishment with everything we need, it's got to be big as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, then that's it. You know, and we start setting it up. Yeah, so it's not just the Oculus Rift. You're also planning on having the um, what's what's it called? The, oh, the, the a few really basically. I mean, it's going to be yeah, a lot more than the virtual the Oculus Rift. We're getting pretty much any cool controller we can get our hands on. So the six versus six um, first person shooter VR. We've got on order 12 uh, Virtuix Omnis, which are the 360-degree treadmills that, um, you know, you can literally walk any direction in your virtual world, jump, yeah. run, crouch. Um, they look really cool. They'll and be the game just, like, so if you're walking, you're walking in the game, you're running. You're, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you can do Skyrim on it, Minecraft. Um, there's, you know, pretty much any game you can set the controllers to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then Delta 6 gun controllers as well, which if you check them out, they just look like incredibly sick gun controllers. So Yeah. It sounds like a pretty interesting idea. I don't know about that 360 degree treadmill when you're on the piss. Oh. <laughs> you know what though? In my experience, having a few beers or a lot of beers makes virtual reality way better. Yeah, definitely. Way less chance of motion sickness. <laughs> Um, my phone's ringing. I'm gonna edit this anyway. Still recording. Um, so obviously I, I've just played Dirt 2 with the uh, the force feedback steering wheel and everything. You were talking about uh, planning on getting that set up as well, as well as the 6v6. Yeah. Well, initially our plan was you know our plan was to open up um, January February next year with the six versus six yep. uh, treadmills and all that. But um, you know we've done we since we ever we did testing with um, Dirt 2 and yeah the full car racing setup virtuality that was really cool so now we're just gonna open as soon as possible because that's you know this tech for all that's all ready to go pretty much yeah exactly and I mean there's obviously I mean the lines already start the lines starting to get pretty big here already to, for people wanting to check this out so yeah. I mean obviously there's a market for it so well you know that's that's what we were hoping for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, is there yeah. anything else you want to mention? Yeah, I get well, for the car um, setup. We'll have twelve of them as well. Have as many of them interconnected as possible, and that won't be limited to car racing as well. That'll be you know your full spaceship, um, space games, and all that stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, I love the car racing, but you know my bags are you know full spaceship wars and whatever you can do like that. So yeah, that'll be definitely. Um, and. Yeah, basically just, you know, our, if you want tickets, the pre-order sessions start today um, and, you know, they're, they're limited, so yeah, get so in on it. That's at um, possible.com slash VR Insanity. 
to check that out. All right. Well, um, you're going to be busy, so I'll leave you to it. And um, thanks for your time. Cheers. Thanks, mate. All right, so uh, since I was last on the show, as I predicted, um, there was a steam sale. And as I did say, it was the same shit again. And, I mean, yes, they put in a few extra things and uh, there was some small reductions on new games, which is you know fair enough. But the same games that have been on sale since I first bought them, when they <laughs> were actually kind of a good deal and now they're just being done to death... Um, I'm sick of it, to be honest, and I kind of lost interest. Like the sale went for, what was it, 10 days, something like that. Um, And some days I just forgot to even go and check. So anybody who doesn't know what Steam does is they bring out, you know, their their sales and then they have it a a day at a time and they put batches of games on every day. And they Uh, let you vote for ones yeah, as well different ones you might want and stuff so anyway there was a few decent games that came up um you know the need for speed franchise dropped for a couple of days um and that was the only one that really actually even sparked my uh my want to buy but then i looked at it and i kind of went well you know i probably wouldn't play it on a pc um yeah. mm. even though you can plug in all the yeah, I've got the, and stuff. Yeah, I've got the Razer Onza or whatever it's called, the little controller, which is exactly the same. But, yeah, I don't know. I just wouldn't do it, which is well, kind of a shame. To be fair, they also have like a bunch of little indie titles and stuff on there in the sales that are worth looking at that aren't – like weren't in the last sales because they only just came out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And things like Tomb Raider and, and bigger games like that that are new. But, um, yeah, for myself – I looked at the sales and was tempted, but it was a bit like, I know that I'm not going to play them because every time there's a Steam sale and I buy games, I never fucking play them. So <laughs> It's so true, isn't it? Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass on that this time. Mm. There seems to be something about it. I don't know if it's like a, a psychological thing or not, but if, if you buy a bargain basement game from... Yeah, a store, a brick and mortar store, you walk home with the disc um, and guaranteed within a few days, you'll actually chuck it on and play it. You might not do it that day because you you know, might be playing something else or whatever, but you'll get to the point in a couple of days where you'll probably go, you know what, fuck yeah, I'm going to chuck that in and I'm going to give it a go. You know, I'm stoked. I've got bloody you know, NBA 2010 for five bucks. I'll give it a go. But you do that on Steam, you download it, you fucking wait two days as it downloads because it's 7,000 gigabytes, and then it installs, and you never, ever play them. I don't know what it is. You see them in your list, but because they're not maybe glaringly obvious in a case on a shelf somewhere, um, they no longer count. I don't know. I've got a lot of Xbox games that I bought on special, and they're still in their plastic. Really? Games like Your Shape Fitness Evolved are still Fair in enough. plastic. Um, that's such a quality, high-quality high game. Um, whenever JB has their two for 40, um, I've got a few there that I got from that. Still haven't played it. Um, I've, my pile of shame is is, well, shameful. It really is. <laughs> Speaking of its job. Speaking of piles of shame, it's been a bit slow at the moment in terms of new games and whatnot. So I've been 
hitting some of my older games and then I was walking through the shops the other day and I saw EB Games were having a, a sale. Believe it or not, EB Games having a sale. Did you trade and save? No. Yeah. But I yeah. I was there. I think I was there. For, I think I was at the shops for something else and I was just like, oh, I'll go quickly and have a look. And I got Max Payne 3. Hang on, you say they got a sale. Did they have banners hanging from the roof? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I think I might have seen that because I don't yeah. do that very often. <laughs> anyway, so... I was looking through and I saw Max Payne 3. I mentioned earlier that I've been playing it. I saw that for 19 bucks pre-owned and I was like, well, whenever I see a pre-owned game, I'm like, I'm going to look through and see if I can find another copy of this where the case isn't fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I saw the fucking brand new version for 23 bucks, and I was like, well, I think I can spare an extra four bucks. So I got that and that's fun. Good job. It well, is a good game. Cool story. It's fun. Um, I also got Arkham Asylum because I played Arkham City. I only played a little bit of Arkham Arkham Asylum. What'd you get I liked it on? It. Uh, PS3. Of course. Did you already have it? No, I had um, Arkham, Arkham Asylum City. three ages ago. I think I've got it on my list of shit. No, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. Anything that's Batman related on your list is from my fucking list and I paid money for it. <laughs> wow. Yes, it's free on my list. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> Doesn't matter how it gets there. But anyway, so I'm, I'm pretty keen to get into that because I fucking f- enjoyed Arkham City greatly. That game was fun as shit. And yeah. shit's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh. So, um, yeah, and I also got Hunted the Demon Forge, which turns out to be a fucking giant pile of shit. Yes, it is. I've got that on the Steam sale once. <laughs> that cost me like 15 bucks and that was a waste so oh, thanks wow. for that you fuckers <laughs> imagine that Bethesda making a game that's buggy on PS3 although I'm pretty sure that game was buggy on every system but whatever wow. <laughs> still take a dig at those fuckers um, oh yeah PSN have their summer sales on at the moment as well even though it's winter here thanks yeah, who are you thanking? It's nobody's fault. Well, why don't they go? We have an Australian audience. We'll make. We'll pay this guy who spent t- fucking ten minutes. minutes making up this graphic to change out summer, make the sun be cloudy, and have it say winter. Because they'd probably bloody charge us for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they charge us extra anyway. We've already well, discussed they'd get this. it wrong, and they go, uh, sorry. "Oh, it's fucking winter in Australia. It's snowing and sleet yeah. and shit." We have to jack the prices up because of the art. Yeah. Anyway, so... It's got to travel um, that distance too over the internet. There is some pretty good games on sale at the moment, so you can go and check out the PS blog for that. Walking Dead Survival Instinct for only $40, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't get the Sony sale. Because they had like, you go on to the to the Sony Network store thing, and you know it comes up, and it's like, ah, oh, we've got this sale, games from three dollars, and then you go on it, and they're like, you know, one point six off on all these different games. You're going through, and it's like, wow, that game was twelve bucks, now it's eleven eighty. Well, Walking Dead was listed at ninety, and now it's only forty, so that's a pretty good discount. Plus, there's a PS Plus. Shit. PS they Plus members pay me nine dollars to play it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's beside the point. Oh, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of other games there that are not shit. I was just Jeez, saying that as a joke. Think like fucking. I was saying it as a joke because who the fuck is going to buy that game? Yeah. Podcast is beside the point. Anyway, they've also got a Need for Speed sale on for one week from today. 
Uh-huh. Where um, <laughs> Need, for Speed, one too. Need for Speed The Run is 13 bucks, <laughs> 10% discount extra for PS Plus subscribers, and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, 13 bucks, which is a fucking good game. 13 bucks plus a 10% discount, which is a dollar fucking 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can get it for $10.70. Which is pretty good, and they've got all the DLC for all thirteen the, bucks or ten seventy. Uh, yeah, if you're a uh, <laughs> if you're converting it from eleven seventy, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you get a discount and a conversion. Uh, so, and they also have all What's the DLC on sale, which is great because Need for Speed is fun. Yay! Uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted is free to PlayStation Plus subscribers oh, this uh, starting today. Also. I'm still waiting for the moist. <laughs> and Spec Ops the line as well, and Mafia 2, which is awesome. That's I'm just, just skip past that. Mafia 2 is for, for PS Plus subscribers as well, and that game's collectibles are play, uh, Playboy centerfolds from the, There's the like, moist. 40s to the 70s. So there you go. And that wasn't refused classification. That makes no sense. Yeah, I know, right? Boobies. Moist. That's, that's shit rated G. <laughs> um, G for good boobies. <laughs> so, how about we put That's this one word? That's why it's only G. Wait, did we already do the VR insanity interview? Oh Jesus! <laughs> we started talking about. I'm fucking completely lost here. <laughs> so, one Matt's over there trying to figure out what's happening. Um, wait, wait, wait! No, stop what you're saying. We're going to play an interview here. It's either going to be VR Insanity or something else, and I'm not going to be able to tell you what the rest are for the rest of the episode. (laughs) I'm here with Bill from Clicker, and they are the developers of Game of Watchcraft, which is on iOS, but iPhone or iPad? iPad only at the moment. Oh, iPad only, okay. And he's going to give us his 30-second elevator pitch for the game, if he can handle it on the third day. It's been busy, (laughs) but uh, take it away. Okay, thanks, mate. Um, So the idea is that we're taking AAA blockbuster games and just really distilling them down to the essence of their gameplay, really simplifying it and and then presenting that in a sort of retro 80s Game & Watch style. So they look very familiar to anyone that's over about 30 years of age. Um, They've got this sort of very unique LCD style and we've tried to really recreate that as authentically as possible, right down to little touches like shadows on the... uh, sort of coloured areas and stuff like that. Excellent. Alright. Well, I just played it and it's awesome, so definitely check it out. And thanks for your time. Thank you very much. I'm here with Josh Wilson, the Chief Executive Officer of Dime Studios with our new game, Tasty Fish. He's going to give us his 30-second elevator pitch for the game. Take it away. So, Tasty Fish is a game where you control a school of fish. And basically... They're so delicious and tasty, and you're in the depths of danger of the ocean where everything's just trying to get you. So you gotta keep them alive for as long as possible uh, while collecting bubbles that'll really help you out while you go. And that's the whole game. You're just trying to get the highest score you can and beat all your friends. <laughs> and uh, so it's on iPad? Yeah, Android. so it's out on iOS and Android. Yeah. Um, and actually, during packs, where it's 99 cents on iOS, and it's free on Android. It's ad supported with an in app purchase to get rid of the ads. All right, excellent. Well, there you go. 30 seconds. Not bad. (laughs) 
I'm here with Matthew Hall from ClickTalk. He's a, a, a one-man band developer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and he is showing off his game Deck War on the iPad. 30-second uh, elevator pitch if you're ready. 30-second elevator pitch, I can do this. Yeah, no, okay, here we go. Take so, it away. Deck War is a collectible card game. You uh, drag your cards into the battlefield and they spring to life. It's inspired by uh, Plants vs. Zombies and Magic the Gathering. It's a very early build we're showing here at PAX. It uh, will be, I'm showing a, a live version. If you want to play it at home on deckwar.com, you can Excellent. jump on and have a go. And it won't be released until uh, January, February next year. Okay. How's that? Excellent. It's <laughs> good. I look forward to seeing more of it. still sticking with us through this episode <laughs> thank you so much now we're going to do something that no podcast ever does we're going to talk about what games we've been playing oh uh, my god i've always wanted to do this i know right so um lucas you've been playing games and i've already talked about fucking games i've been playing and <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway um i've been uh playing a few ios games um one that just came out is uh, the HD remake of Leisure Suit Larry, which has been kind of fun. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you did you find out if that was the game that you? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Did kickstart? Nice. Yes, I kickstarted well, it. I should have got a free copy. I know the owner, <laughs> producer. I don't know. Investor. Anyway. Yeah, possibly. And nothing really, I guess. Um, oh, wow. Well, they don't, I'm sure they don't give codes to everybody who chipped in. Uh, it sure. depends on how much you chip in, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, there you go. Well, anyway, I chipped in fucking five bucks. <laughs> fact. <laughs> so, <laughs> otherwise called buying it. Um, and anyway, that I've been doesn't even that. get you a Big Mac meal. <laughs> Goddamn inflation. Yeah, I know. Um, we could talk about Maccas for ages. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that next time. Um, will we? <laughs> probably. Please. <laughs> we probably will. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's been a pretty fun game. Um, you know, obviously, if you're over 12, you've heard of Leisure Suit Larry. Do people 13 know Leisure Suit Larry? Maybe older. I've Maybe. heard of it. I want You're, over, You're over that age. Oh, wait, sorry. Some of your girlfriends aren't. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> wow. That was a fucking cracker. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, sorry. There are no words. No. So Leisure Suit Larry, yeah, it's kind of fun, I guess. Um, yeah, I've been, I can't really remember playing it back in the day because it has been a long time. My God, long time since I played. You're old. Yeah, that's right, and and it is too. That was more the point I was trying to make. But thanks. That's um, just. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of been a bit of fun. There's been heaps of games that have uh, been trickling out lately, I suppose. Um, but, uh, yeah, I also finally 
actually started on some new tower defense games. Um, Field Runners 2, which I know has been out for a little while now, um, is not too bad. It's not too bad. It's a bit repetitive, even though I know it's a tower defense game or whatever. Um, oh, wait. Do, is it one of those games where it's just so repetitive because the enemies come and your towers have to destroy them? <laughs> I hate when it's repetitive like that. Uh, but the problem with this one is it's it's repetitive, but it's not fun. Um yeah, like, you know, with the tower defense game, it, it should get, you know, builds through the levels, it gets harder and harder and harder, and it gets nervous. Like, a, yeah. a fun tower defense game, you're actually sitting there going, get him, get him, get him, right at the end. This one... Yeah. I and then you they stop getting him, and you're like, fuck! Like, I hate this game! Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's kind of fun, but uh, what is it, Clash of Clans? Is that what the other game's called? Clash uh, in the Clouds. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 oh. Wasn't that a festival? Um, no. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, I don't know, they're good fun games, so I've been playing them anyway. And there was an update just recently as well for um, Talisman, which came out on the iPad a little while ago. Um, and that added a whole bunch of new playable cards, I suppose, different uh, quests and characters that you can do. If anyone remembers playing Talisman, board game was the fucking bee's knees a long time ago. So there you go. That's the word from a long, long time ago. From the old one. They used to call it the bee's knees because I hadn't heard of words like awesome and good and stuff. Or cat's pyjamas. That's a new one. Really? I think. I'm still caught up on bee's knees. Susie, have you been playing any games? I've already told you. i got a 3DS. Oh, wait. So did you play anything on Yeah, oh, you were playing all the old games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the oldies. Yeah, I haven't really done much else. Um, when I've had um, uh, the tablet in the bathtub, um, I play, um, what's that phrase, which is like uh, Wheel you of play, Fortune. don't get electrocuted. Oh, it's all right. I put I put the tablet in a snap lock bag. It works out all right. <laughs> That's Bear Grylls iPad. And... Yeah. That's right. Um, so I play What's That Phrase and, um, yeah, which isn't too bad. It's a Zynga game. Mm, so it's based on someone else's game. Ooh, yeah, it's, oh, it's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Trade and save. No, it's, it is Wheel of Fortune. But just called what's that phrase? So whatever. Is the phrase called copyright infringement? <laughs> <laughs> By a vowel. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Otherwise, um, no. I played some Toy Mania on the Facebook page, but I'm looking forward for that to have a um, a mobile release. Sweet. Um, so currently, I've been playing games that are not. Um, Max Payne 3. Um, I've been playing this game called Kung Fu Rabbit on Vita. I thought you were about to say something else. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, um, it's a platforming game where you play as a little rabbit and it's like cartoony style and he's obviously a Kung Fu Rabbit. And uh, each there's 80 levels and um, each level has three carrots for you to find and then one hidden special carrot. And you collect them and use them as currency to buy little upgrades and stuff like that. Have you just been playing EB World? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? 
I'm up to level 50 million. <laughs> wow. But anyway, so... Um, bring money into it and they give a fuck all. So there's that. Um, Stealth Inc. is another um, little platforming game on the Vita because basically all I play is Vita games now. So, yeah. Stealth Inc. is pretty cool. And then this week, I'm pretty sure... I don't know if it's this week or next week, but um, Pixel Junk Monsters, which is a tower defense game, is coming out for the Vita, an HD version, because that was a really awesome game that I had on my PSP. So I'm looking forward to that, because that's one of the better tower defense games out there. And um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be other Vita games this week that I'll probably purchase as well. So stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, interview. interview. <laughs> um, what are we up to? Oh, okay. Um, so we've got Metal Dead Encore, which is a uh, man. This game looks sick. It's a point and click adventure, and I never thought would have thought I would have said that a point and click adventure game is good <laughs> because I usually hate them. But it is actually pretty cool, and the guy was really awesome. Are we going to round out the show with these? Uh, we yeah, we'll close up after it. All right. Um, so this one, he, um, yeah, I told him a 30-second elevator pitch and then he got carried away. <laughs> but the game was so good, I was like, just keep talking, dude. Um, Robots Can't Jump was also one that went slightly longer. That was a really interesting game. And then Burden is the final interview, which was interviewed by you, Susie. Yeah. Good game? Yeah. Um, it was pretty interesting, and particularly because it was in alpha stage. They were, rather than giving a demonstration of the game they were, they were showing it but they were actually taking as much feedback from people as possible so oh, this is um one you said was like shadows of the colossus um, or something probably mm. something like that yeah basically you're kind of the anti-hero it's it's a tower defense game oh no okay <clears throat> but it's on it's You've got to protect it while it's moving. So it's actually a really fresh approach to uh, a new title. Um, and the basically what you're protecting, the creature, is actually a real beast. Um, so it's, it's a real anti-hero um, tower defense style game. But, um, yeah, when he basically said, oh, well, we're seeking feedback, I think I spoke at him for about five minutes. Not like, not like I was saying, you, <laughs> you came need to change shit. this, you need to change this, you need to change this. It's more pink. <laughs> more lavender pink. Splashed over here. <laughs> no, but I just, like, it wasn't, I wasn't saying, like, I was giving good feedback as well. Like, it wasn't just about that, but I guess. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long night, guys. If you've wow. stuck with us through this episode to now, God damn it, I love you. In a totally <laughs> non-sexual way, don't come to my house. You'd get beaten up on the That's way. That's got a double meaning. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I Why? I give up. <laughs> so his interviews. So. All right, I'm here with Robert from Walkthrough Walls Studios. They've got this fucking awesome game called Metal Metal Dead Encore, uh, and he's going to give us his 30 second elevator pitch for the game. 
So take it away. All right. Basically, uh, it's a heavy metal point-and-click adventure game with a shit ton of gore and a shit ton of comedy. So uh, it's uh, you, your main character Malcolm, and his undead friend Ronnie, and he's just ahead, and he has metallic robot spider legs, and he follows you around, and he's your hint system. Uh, there's also a uh, gigantic land shark that is telepathically controlling the zombie horde, and uh, you land your, uh, you basically crash your helicopter into a town that is the setting for a uh, big heavy metal festival, and you have to group all the zombies together into the center of the town, play an epic metal show, and uh, basically destroy their brains. <laughs> so it basically turns the middle into a sea of blood, and uh, you got to kill that shark as well at the end by uh, going into its dream and uh, kind of like kicking it in the face and killing it. So it's uh, well, fairly ridiculous, but we love it, man. We've and got it has full... a fantastic soundtrack as well. Oh, that's yeah. it. It's a fully scored in heavy metal. So we've got a guy and he's just like an absolute crazy nutcase. He's just doing so much metal for it, man. All right. Well, that was a little bit more than 30 seconds, but that's still all right. I don't care. <laughs> um, where, when and where... Availability. All right, it'll be out next year, and we'll be on Desura and Gamersgate. Uh, we're on green light at the moment. We're trying to get as many thumbs up as we can, so Steam show like gives us a bit of attention. Um, and we've got the the first game, the original, is out in on Desura and Gamersgate as well. So sweet as. All right, well, thanks for your time. That was pretty fantastic. Cheers. I'm here with Derek from Bayside Games. He's got this game, Robots Can't Jump, and he's going to give us his 30-second elevator pitch to the game. Are you ready? Yep. All right, take it away. Uh, my name's Derek. Um, so our game's a procedural platform game. We have to build elevators to reach the top, and it's a little bit different to other platform games because each level is completely random, and they're never the same twice. So the whole thing is procedurally generated. Um, you have to use jewels as your currency to build the elevators and it's a bit of strategy because if you use the jewels too quickly You won't have enough ammunition to kill the enemies And uh, we're releasing it on PC, Android, iOS and Mac in a few months time It's just an alpha right now and we're from Bayside Games. Thank you. Excellent. Pretty good um, Before I, before I stop <laughs> Before I stop this recording, um, so a couple of months and it's going to be on iPad and, and yes, iPhone and everything? Oh yeah. yeah, all right. So we're doing it on a number of different platforms. Um, we're also considering doing an Xbox One now. Oh, yeah. What about the Vita? Have we considered We've that? We've actually had so many people come to us and say, why don't you do this on Vita? Because it's a thumbstick game. Yeah. And we're very strongly considering it, and it's been an amazing show, Pax, because all these people from big companies are coming to us and saying, you know, like Penny Arcade and Channel 7 News, and it's been amazing. Hell yeah. The response has been 100% positive. Everybody loves it. We were really amazed at the response. Nobody said, I don't like the game yet. Excellent. Excellent. All right, well, thanks for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here with Clinton, and I've just played a game of Burden, so he's going to tell us a bit about it. Uh, yes, uh, Burden is pretty much kind of Shadow of the Colossus meets Tower Defense. The idea is the player is tasked with building devices on the back of a big, moving, colossal beast to protect it and keep it alive so that it can get to its destination. Cool. And is it time-based or time-pressured at all with the uh, level? It's more of a distance thing. You've got to try and make sure your colossal beast can travel the distance and get to its destination with its cargo intact. And does the distance shorten as the levels get harder? Um, we haven't worked that far ahead. We're still very much in sort of the alpha stage, so we're showing it off. Um, but yeah, we're thinking about making longer levels, um, shorter levels, and depending on 
what kind of uh, obstacles we try and put in the way of the Colossus to make it more interesting. So different environments, that sort of thing. And where can people play Burden when it's released? Uh, we'll be looking to release it on PC, Mac and hopefully tablets. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking at releasing early 2014. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Clinton. Thank you very much. say goodbye that that was the last of the interviews there the last bit of the show we're going to try and make this really tight and nice for everybody seeing the rest of it's been absolute bloating mess um speak for yourself (laughs) hello um so yeah uh we've got to go website have a look at the website check out gaming.com facebook and twitter us and that's, podcast at yeah. dropbackgaming.com. And leave us some feedback on iTunes or play. if it's bad feedback, like maybe email us. <laughs> 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 yes. Thank you. Ignore you promptly. It's been oh. swell, but the swelling's gone. Exactly. Yeah, so that that's from me, Lucas, and Matt, and um, Susie. Thanks. Bye. See you next time. <laughs> Rock on. Love you guys. Non-sexually. Just play a title of that episode going to be <laughs> fuck what a disaster <laughs> the driver was on his phone <laughs> <laughs>